Hello, and welcome to On a Mission Podcast, where we aim to inspire and educate through sharing stories and experiences in the real estate industry. It's hosted by Dina Frank, a licensed realtor in the state of Minnesota at Remax Results, a Good Life Group, and Kelly Tanky, loan originator, NMLS 1599804 at Summit Mortgage Corporation, NMLS 1041. We started this podcast so we could share real stories from real people on their experiences in the real estate industry and break down barriers. We hope that by sharing these stories and experiences, it helps you feel more confident and comfortable when it comes to buying or selling. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, enjoy! And now, let's get to this week's episode. All right, we're back again! I think our energy level is like much higher than the last episode. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Because then we really, as soon as we start talking, like really talking in depth about what our roles look like, and we just get so passionate about it. We're just like, this is the stuff that lights us up, yes. and it's. This is like a total like nerd out moment because it was oh my gosh I wish you guys could have seen us as we were talking about this. We're like all right, let's just do it because we were like this. talking like preparing everything and it's like I mean it's all great information yeah. and you know I think we've said it probably before but when you're in the industry you it's not tunnel vision but you get so used to dealing with certain things every single day mm-hmm. that they feel like to me, it feels like, well, everybody must know this. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, they don't. And that's because you're like, you aren't the expert, like, and right. you shouldn't have to know this, but as somebody who, or as people who like to share education and knowledge, like mm-hmm. we feel it's important to, share this information yes so that you know when you're sitting down with Kelly or I you're not like well I wasn't expecting that at all uh-huh. so we had done a call to action a couple weeks ago um, asking all of you guys as our listeners um, what questions we could help tackle for you and our goal with this episode was really to tackle most of those yeah but as we were, discussing some of the questions that came up one of them was about the fees and we're what we decided is we're just going to tackle this one question right now because there's it's there's so much to it yeah there's so many facets to it and Mm -hmm. it does cover I think just covering fees in and of themselves will answer a lot of other questions you might have so it kind of trickles down to other things that we did get a few other questions that were similar, but it's yep. like, oh, this actually ties back into a fee. Yep. This ties back into a fee. So yep. <laughs> we're like, let's just let's just tackle fees. Yes, yes. Okay. So um, I think where I want to start, because a lot of the fees are, what you're going to end up doing is going through the pre-approval process. And with me, specifically as the lender that you would be working with, I like to present to you what's called an estimated cash to close worksheet or loan origination fee worksheet or whatever. I mean, sometimes each lender calls it a different thing. For me, it's estimated cash to close worksheet. Why am I saying estimated? Because it's a very important word. 
all of these numbers are estimated in the meantime until you find a house and we know what the purchase price is, we know the exact loan amount, and we know which day you're going to be closing on the house too. It's really, really, that date is so vital to um, what your prepaids are going to be interest-wise and on taxes um, and homeowner's insurance as well. Yep. And then which title company you're going to end up using. Too, yeah. Because each title company has um, varying fees also. Which I did find most title companies do have their fees online. They do. So if you are like, I don't know what to expect, you know, either one of us can send you title company websites or you can just probably Google like, Minnesota title companies or Wisconsin title companies and almost every single one of them has their fees published. So you can pretty well figure out that information and just plug that number in. Absolutely. Um, you can actually go onto their website too and get an instant quote. Yes. So you put in your purchase price and what your expected loan amount is, and then it gives you a breakdown of, Fees, homeowners insurance, title insurance, lenders insurance, um, deed, mortgage, all that, all of those like little finite ones, and some of them are all the same across the board. Yep. Um, but like the lenders insurance, the homeowners insurance are going to vary because of your loan amount. Sure, it's like so, a percentage yeah. of the loan or something. So let's kind of break it down because yeah. there's so when you get the estimated cash to close cash worksheet, to close worksheet mm-hmm. there's typically two columns right mm-hmm. so in one column is one column is gonna give um so i'm gonna actually i'm gonna take a step back sure because there's actually three different sections for the fees okay so you have the first section is not on the cash to close worksheet this is just in general people. okay so um your first area of fees is your fees from the lender that you're working with. So our origination fee, our processing fee, um, maybe discount points. So if you are looking at a, wanting a specific rate, you can buy down the interest rate if you want to. So that would also be added into that, that component, that section. Then you have your title fees. And then the other section is your third-party fees. So title fees, that's just kind of its own category, and I'm not going to go into detail on that, but the third-party fees are um, your credit report, your your appraisal, um, any, like, flood certs, all of that kind of stuff, but then the broker, uh, broker admin, admin fee on the, realis- on the real estate side yep. is added into that section, too. So at the end of the day, you are going to be getting this first and foremost, estimated cash to close worksheet. Um, you find a house, you put in an offer, you've got a, an accepted purchase agreement. We lock in the interest rate and then you get initial disclosures and you get something very similar as well. Something that's a little bit more definitive because now we have a close date. Yeah. It really helps determine that because going back to like the prepaids, it's all based on the day you close, right? So it's like, because it's it either is, like yeah. how many months or how many days yep. you need to cover that. Yep. And I don't know, this may be a stupid question, but when it comes to prepaids, is there like a standard 
like three months, six months? Does it depend on the loan product you have? Like, mm, no. So first and foremost, you're going to have your interest. That is, um, daily. like a daily. Yep. So you're going to have depending. It it's really hard, but to just put it in layman's terms, depending on the day that we close, we collect interest depending on the day. Sure. For the month. And that's that because, month. I mean, yeah, because like you take the loan out that day, but mm-hmm. obviously you aren't going to pay that same day. Right. So it's just taking it into account and kind of rolling it all together. Yes. Yep. Um, same thing with property taxes. Property taxes is a little bit different because we, the state of Minnesota, Mm-hmm. You your your annual property taxes are broken up into two two sex sections segments I should say, um, and ha- you pay half at the beginning of the year and half at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. In April, m- October, May, October, April, October. When is April? Good thing that's escrowed because yes. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Um, and then it's the same thing with homeowners insurance also. That's dependent on the day, but then you have your annual policy too that's collected. So um, on your estimated cash to close worksheet, and what I'm thinking might be smart, Dina, is um, maybe for a social media post, mm-hmm. I can I can put up what an estimated cash to close worksheet looks, looks like, like. Um, and, and kind of highlight the two boxes that you're referencing so yeah the first box is going to show your origination fees through the lender that you're working with and your title fees plus the third party fees yeah and then your the one below the one box below that shows the prepaids perfect yeah i think that'll be super helpful and i yeah And I think kind of just, you know, talking through fees and like what it means for like you as the buyer, because it's like, it's great to have this information, but like, how does it necessarily affect you? We've talked about a few of the things, some of these prices. So some of the items are like a set dollar amount. So like Mm -hmm. the broker admin fee is going to stay the same regardless of your purchase price. But a lot of the fees are variable. So You know, prepaids, obviously taxes are going to be completely variable based on the particular Um, home you buy. And then homeowners uh, insurance, too, because the coverage for the house, depending on the purchase price. Yes. So that's going to be variable, too. Yep. And then some of the like some of the title fees are also variable are. There's like a set, there's a set title fee, like a title search fee, but then there's taxes and things that are Mm -hmm. as a percentage of the purchase price. Yeah. Yeah. All that. So that's where things, it, you know, like that's why it's estimated Mm -hmm. because those things are variable. So I think what I started telling buyers is like kind of a good rule of thumb. And this is just the general rule of thumb is, mm-hmm. you know, figure like four to six to sometimes 8% of the purchase of price. The purchase price. Yeah. So, and that's just kind of, you know, obviously the higher you go, the more conservative that is. But mm-hmm. it's because, you know, the prepaids, mm-hmm. like if you have, you know, and I don't exactly know either, but like if it's getting close to when taxes are due, 
you're going to have more in those prepaids. Like it's Mm -hmm. all strategic based around those due dates. So it's, it's so hard to say like, oh yeah, it's always going to be three or 4% because you may just be hitting at a really weird time where Mm -hmm. you have to pay like the upcoming taxes. And so it needs to be in that escrow account. I know. Like, (laughs) I mean, and that's just, that is the reality of the situation. Yeah. Like, I mean, sometimes you have to get, you know, six months of escrow in there. And Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, that's a lot of, that can be a lot of money, especially as the purchase price goes up. So that's just kind of like a good general rule of thumb. Yeah. I'm glad that you said that. Cause I think that that's, you know, to at least, at least say, Hey, at least this percentage. Yeah. And I, and then taking it a step a little bit further than that is that's when, and we can go back to, I think it was like episode maybe three or four when we talk about the purchase agreement Mm -hmm. and when you're asking for closing costs on the purchase agreement, these are the things you're asking for. Mm -hmm. A lot of this is. And so that's just kind of something to keep in mind. So, you know, if you're like, oh my gosh, like I want to have you know, 5% down plus I need to prepare for this. So I basically have to have 12% down. Just keep in mind that when you're asking for seller paid closing cost concessions, these are the items that we're asking for. We're asking to cover basically. Yeah. (laughs) So it is those prepaids and the title fees and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So just to kind of like wrap it up so it makes sense because I think a lot of people are like well what does that even mean (laughs) you know closing costs it's like it's that estimated cash to close worksheet yep it is so and I think you know it's (laughs) you're gonna have your down payment which is one thing yeah but the closing costs are are basically our like you as the real estate agent as the brokerage I should say yeah as a fixed amount that you're gonna charge and then it's the same. It, I'm I'm saying that right. Yeah, right? yeah. No, it's a fixed it's a fixed fee. And I'll just say like, you know, people are like, well, what does that go to? Aren't I already paying you a commission? Oh yes, we need to tackle this now. So yeah. <laughs> so the broker fee is separate from any commission that anybody pays, and that's to pay for like all of the support staff and all of the people behind the scenes that are not selling you a home. Mm -hmm. It's the HR department, the payroll department, the IT department to bring you the tools to create this Mm -hmm. company. So that's what the broker fee is for. And then as far as the commission goes, this is a question I get all the time, especially from first time home buyers is, well, how, how much do I have to pay you on top of everything else? (laughs) And in reality, you're not usually paying me, the seller is. Because the seller is the one typically walking away with money. So it comes Mm -hmm. out from them. So the equity that they already have in the home that they're planning to draw out and either put towards a new home or... Exactly. So that is something that... (laughs) Pay pay capital gains on. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So just kind of keep that in the back of your head, because I know a lot of people get nervous about that too. Now there are some companies and there are some situations, like if you're, you know, used as a facilitator. So like if you already have the house picked out and maybe say it's your parents, but 
you know, nobody's an agent in your family, so you need some help with that. There are like set, you know, dollar amounts that people can charge, but Mm -hmm. I would say the vast majority of times as the buyer, you're not paying me anything. It's the seller who is. So just kind of put that in the back of your mind when you're getting ready to buy. Very good touch point. I'm glad that you said that because it does that plays it does play into our topic of conversation with the fees absolutely yeah so when you become a seller that will show up on your net sales sheet which is a whole nother worksheet (laughs) that we get to work with but I know that's a question that you get sometimes too right like well how much money do I have to pay you when I'm submitting my application or something like that yeah and it's you know to the quick the quick response is you don't pay anything until you're at the closing table. Yep. That's it. You know, and I, I'm, I am working with a client right now that has lots and lots and lots of questions. Well, what about this? Well, what about this? And so it's, then I'm like, when, once you get your application submitted and we get the pre-approval all in place, I will be walking you through what's called the estimated cash to close worksheet. So he, he and she are doing a really fantastic job of, um, uh, you know, asking all of those really great questions ahead of time but <laughs> yeah it's all of them are answered when I sit down and ha- it's good I mean it's really good to ask some of those questions up front yeah and I would say especially in this industry like no question is a stupid question absolutely not. because absolutely not. a lot of times like this is something that you're doing once twice maybe three or four times throughout your entire life so it's not something that you can remember like unless you're doing it day in day out and I think even you know if you've purchased before by the time you potentially sell and purchase again the structure of those fees will likely have changed in some capacity you know so it's just always kind of something to go through and not to just assume and say, oh yeah, like I'll figure it out on the back end. And then you get upset about it. It's take the time at the beginning to really dive in and understand what everything is. And even though they're not exact numbers, you'll know where that number is coming from. Yep. Cool. Cool. (laughs) I don't have anything else I want to add in with that because I think that we really tackled Yeah, that was like a nitty gritty nerdy episode and it was fun. Yes. This is this is my like favorite stuff. So (laughs) if you have more questions about it too, like obviously we're passionate about it. We love to talk Mm -hmm. about this stuff. So reach out to either one of us and we'll be more than happy to sit down with you, go over questions, or even just like you said, like posting the the worksheet so you kind of have an idea. Yeah. Yeah, so. we'll get that all into place for you. And um, one of the things that I just thought about, Dina, is that maybe we should just have a separate episode about escrow. Yeah. yeah. Who wants to learn <laughs> about totally escrow? What is escrow? This I, is my favorite. I did my, did you see one of my mortgage motivations about es- uh, yeah. escrow? I mean, as, or escargo, I mean escrow. <laughs> Seriously, I'm such a dweeb. Seriously. It's the stuff that lights us up. <laughs> love it all right everybody thank you so much for tuning in have a fantastic rest of your day or evening or morning whatever it is wherever you're at right now have a good one we'll we'll see you and talk to you next week Bye. bye thanks for listening to on a mission where our goal is to educate and inspire 
If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to us to help spread the message. It takes 30 seconds to rate and review, then share this episode with your friends. Let's spread the love. Until the next episode, cheers to your mission. Bye. Bye.